welcome back to another episode of the regular exclusive podcast with Jason Renee as always. And, you know, normally we have something to kind of talk about and open us up, but uh, we don't this week. So we're just going to jump right into I Love You, Man. <laughs> yeah, why not? That's why we're all here. And let's just fucking get into it because it's a good time. Uh, it was a blast. So good rewatching this movie. I mean, I guess one thing that we can kind of talk about, I guess, as our opening is this is in my mind, like this is the bromance movie. Totally. It's the ultimate one, I think. I mean, it's yeah. literally called I Love You, Man. <laughs> I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosef Quibbles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Okay. Okay. It, it's funny. Like, I was doing a little bit of research, and I got to tell you, Googling bromance movie brings up just the worst results. Like, it essentially just takes bromance, and it's like, oh, any movie where there's two guys that like each other, that's a bromance movie. Like Shawshank Redemption showed up in this. I mean, it is about friendship, but that movie's about hope. It's not about fucking bromance. I'll tell you that. There's, there's, yeah, the, it's definitely not that. Um, uh, Top Gun popped up. I'm like, nope, that's. That is sexual tension. <laughs> that is all that that is between Iceman and Maverick. That is all that that is. It is not bromance. They literally hate each other the whole movie. At the end, they respect each other, but they just want to fuck is what I think. <laughs> Uh, and then, I mean, one that I thought was funny is Lord of the Rings. Like, I could God. see that too. I guess, like, if, I Not mean, they comedy, are all though. men in the group. There's a fellowship. Technically, it's some like, you know, a nine-way bromance. I guess, but uh, yes. not at all about the same thing. I think that Google just goes, "Hey, all these guys are in the main cast, so this must be a bromance." And like, sometimes yeah. that'll work, like The Hangover or something. But yeah. So and so, I think there's. A, a fair way to kind of differentiate this. So if, if it's going to be a comedy, at least, if that's one thing, then you get into bromance movies, and then I call, like, buddy movies. And buddy movies can include, like, like road trip stuff, like the, the Hangover or Due Date. Love Due Date. I just have due, to say, shout out date. to Due Date. Due Date is great. Uh, unbearable Weight of Massive Talent surprisingly like i did not expect that to be a buddy comedy going into it and that was just a fucking great i want 10 more buddy comedies with nicholas cage and pedro pascal uh, yeah i'm there for it um also like any chris farley movie mm -hmm. is is a buddy comedy and they're all amazing and then most of them involve road trips <laughs> yes and they're all great yeah you're right and he just i mean it's like I guess how do you differentiate then bromance from buddies so so here's here's how i differentiate it the major plot, like the major point of the movie, the major plot point has to focus on the relationship between the two main characters, like the two main guys. So like those other ones that we listed, the the point of those movies is like for them to get somewhere and then they become friends along the way kind of thing. You know, I got to. So it, this is how we kind of separate it a little bit. So like, for example, I love you, man. The entire movie, nothing really happens. Like, it's just focused on their friendship and developing Literally. that. Like, things yeah. happen around that. But it, the point of the movie is that. Yeah. Uh, another example, uh, I know you won't like this, but the Banshees of Inn and Sheeran. <laughs> Ed Sheeran? Banshee, 
Ed Sheeran, Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I haven't seen that, but yeah, it does. But it sounds like the opposite of a bromance. So they come back together well, at the end. They, I don't they care. Kind, about they kind of they break up, but it's yeah, it's the impact of their relationship. I just thought that was funny when it popped out. I was like, I, like, eh, I kind of get it. <laughs> um, actually, I actually think Step Brothers is a total bromance. Oh, a hundred percent. Like one it's of the in, best. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> but like but it it's, is. That's it's all it all is. All about, about their relationship. Yep. Totally. Uh, also, I think on the on the uh, the 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 woman side of this, bridesmaids. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like we don't even know anything about the actual husband of the person getting married. No, they're not even <laughs> characters. Yeah, all the men are not are barely the characters. I have one that I would want to run by you, but I think I think it would count. But I'm not sure. But once upon a time in Hollywood, would you count that? The only reason I wouldn't count it is just because it's not a comedy. But like it is a total bromance. But it's hilarious. Yes. You don't yes. think that movie's a comedy? I think it is. Oh, it's hilarious. But it's hilarious in a in a <laughs> Quentin Tarantino kind of sure, way. <laughs> sure. It's his version of a bromance, I guess we could say. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about Ted. I, that was the last one. You have Ted. I have Ted on there. Uh, it's a teddy bear, but it counts. It's it, all yeah. about his relationship <laughs> with the bear, and I fucking love Ted. That's Ted one of my favorite great. comedies of all time. But yeah, oh, wait. there's I got one more though. Okay. I thought you were gonna have this. I'm very surprised you didn't. Uh super bad. It is literally all I, about their friendship. Yeah, I I could yeah, I would consider super bad Fuck a yeah. bromance. Yeah. One of the best, honestly. And then another one from the female perspective would be Booksmart. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Because that's great, also great call. you know, people say it's like the fe- the female super bad, and I totally agree, but yeah, yeah, two other ones that are really focused on the friendship between the two main characters. Yeah, I guess you, this would be more romance, but Bros that just came out with Billy Eichner. Yeah, that's, that's more a, of a that, romance. That's a romance. <laughs> just in the name, I had to throw it out there. <laughs> Technically, two bros in love could be considered bromance. Brokeback Mountain came up on the list. I'm like, <laughs> that's a romance. What yeah, are, that's what just are we, great. What are we doing here? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was able to make a joke with bros just because of the name. But Brokeback, yeah. come on. We all know that's fucking romantic <laughs> to the bones. Oh, yeah. This is a good category, though. Like, I kind of want to watch all of these movies, you know, oh, yeah. including actually Pineapple Express would probably be up there, too. I would I would put Pineapple Express in the buddy movie category just because yeah I guess that's true so much like stuff is happening yeah it's just James Franco his like <laughs> love for Seth Rogen in general in most <laughs> movies always just comes across as like slightly gay right <laughs> yeah. like, he's like slightly really like I feel like he really is in love with them or something he, he so. crosses the platonic line <laughs> yeah that he's the reason that I get the romance angle which I'm like I'm not mad about it but well. We'll keep this list, and uh, whenever we want to come back for 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 a classic, we can a palate uh, cleanser. Yeah, there's there is one movie that I thought really fit into a lot of car- categories of being a bromance, also being just like a full on buddy comedy and uh, road trip movie. It's Dumb and Dumber. I'm surprised actually you didn't include that. I think I have to. I mean, it's, it's about their friendship, it's, really. It's, all it's about, about both their of them. friendship. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that should be like, I mean, here's a good question for you. How would you rank I Love You Man compared to Dumb and Dumber as the ultimate bromance movie? Oh, uh, I mean, as you know, Dumb and Dumber is my favorite comedy movie of all time. So it's yes. so a like, tough call. It's, <laughs> it's going to be up there for me. But I, I do think that I Love You Man is the, like, it's the, 
purest bromance movie. Yeah, it is. It's bromantic, if you will. Like, there's nothing insane happening that adds to the plot. It's just these two guys trying to figure out how to become friends. Yeah, how to make friends as a man. It's the whole. <laughs> it's the whole idea of male friendship is hilarious to me. And like this movie really just represents it perfectly and how like it is funny that this is really like the only movie strictly about that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the the plot is right there. And it's also so, so easily and relatable. Like it is funny that there hasn't really been another kind of movie. Yeah. In this, in this topic. I would think that this would start a fucking trend, man. <laughs> yeah. It, but. All right, let's let's just go ahead and get into I Love You, Man. Would you meet me at Muscle Beach at like, I don't know, half an hour? Muscle Beach, half an hour. I will see you there or I will see you on another time. That was very confusing. I don't know what, if you're going to come or not. No, I'll be there. I'll be there. All right, I'll see you, I'll see you then. Buddy. All you right. Latest on the men, Jay. All right, I Love You, Man. This movie came out in 2009, uh, directed by Mr. John Hamburg, who, interestingly, I definitely thought this movie was a Judd Apatow movie. I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> it, it's not, and this guy has not really directed anything other than this movie that I really love. He he did direct a couple of years prior, Along Came Polly. Which, I love Along Came Polly. Which is a great one. But yeah, like, it's... It's really interesting. This movie, I feel like, is is uh is really loved by a lot of people. It mm -hmm. didn't it didn't do. I mean, it did okay at the box office. It uh, kind of made its money back, but like it wasn't super successful. But it, everyone that I know has seen this movie and loves this movie. So it must have just got a real real following afterwards. Because mm -hmm. it's amazing, and you know, it's so amazing. The the main stars are Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. This is um, a couple years after uh, I'm forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yep, which um, was the last collaboration between these two. They were also had like a brief scene together in Knocked Up, and yeah, I just want these guys in every movie together. They're right. incredible. And then Paul Rudd. This was a couple years after um, Role Models. They mm -hmm. did with Sean William Scott. So. I love that movie too. So it seems like these two got together after really two of their biggest movies and did this. And so it is surprising that this movie wasn't successful enough, I guess, in terms to get a sequel. Because it seems like there is a sequel there. I'm glad they didn't do one, but I'd be just interested. Interesting. I'd be down, yeah. But yeah, this movie it's just wonderful. Or as we quote all the time the most quoted thing on this podcast it's just delightful just delightful <laughs> and you know what the movie chocolate chocolate is delightful <laughs> whenever i watch that scene i always think of you and i talking about midsummer like midsummer you mean midsummer <laughs> yeah and it's like i know it sounds pretentious to say midsummer but that's the fucking name of the movie all right but I mean, just talking about that, this movie is insane. Like just rewatching it again. Maybe I just haven't rewatched it a lot recently, but I was like, man, I quote this movie on the reg, which I feel like is something he also says in there. I don't know. But like, I also went through that whole phase of just shortening my words and yeah. I still say totes. 
Totes McGoats. Totes McGoats. That is from this movie. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I've said that since this movie. Lachers on the Menge. I say that all the time, too. And it's really good whenever people actually pick up on it. Because a lot of times they don't. They're like, what the fuck are you saying? Uh, it, it, <laughs> the whole like bit of Paul Rudd being nervous about talking like a normal person and like uh, having a normal friend which he never has in this, you know prior to this movie him getting so nervous and like trying to sound cool is maybe one of the best like ongoing bits in a movie it's ever because so it, it's everything fight you know what to do hey peter it's sydney clavin no that's not right oh uh <laughs> sydney it's peter clavin i uh met you last week at an open house and um it's what's so great about it is because he's like acting flustered and awkward the way you would around like somebody that you really liked or like wanted to date and it's his friend so it's like a whole new experience for him it's literally that's why it's bromance it's literally taking like the whole thing of like courting someone in a relationship and like that whole awkward stage of dating and turning it into friends like meeting because I guess especially for guys I feel like what guys make a lot of friends when they're older I feel like nah. you kind of make friends with your younger and then it's like you know the friends who stick around like it's it's not really you know what I mean that's what oh yeah yeah I I think this this movie captures perfectly how hard it is yeah for guys when they're older to make I'm not gonna say necessarily make friends but like make meaningful friendships you know like yeah. we have a ton of, of acquaintances like people that we work with or mm -hmm. whoever like but yeah like it's hard to really have a friendship outside of you know you see each other at work every day or like yeah. that stuff and it's the the way that they do this movie is just it it's really kind of brilliant and i love everything about um andy samberg like laying out the rules of like how to pick up guys because like, <laughs> i mean first off and andy samberg incredible is a revelation in this movie it, this is also where we get andy samberg and jk simmons you know them working together always a good time you know and then years later we get the brilliance of palm springs but <laughs> like the just the whole dinner sequence when they're like he's like who's your best friends <laughs> it's like jk simmons is like hank mardugas hank mardugas <laughs> Yeah, and Robbie. He's like, Robbie's your best friend? <laughs> a what? A mandate. Okay, you know what I mean? No. By that I mean casual lunch or after work drinks, okay? No dinner and no movies. You're not taking these boys to see The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, God, I love that movie. His character is like, yeah, don't do this because then they'll think that you want to date them. Like, he's like helping no him dinner. be like, yeah, no dinner. <laughs> like, Gotta ask just, him on a mandate. Yeah after work drinks right or yeah. like something casual or like lunch like yeah. nothing no dinner dates and all that stuff and i love that because it is it's like there is specific rules and he's uh, he's also interestingly enough in this movie i love that his character is gay but going after all the straight guys that he like trains at the gym he's like oh it's just i like the challenge yeah. <laughs> like, i love that so much <laughs> so it's just really funny and then i think the reason that that 
scene or that is so important to the movie is that it really sets up the perfect scene with Thomas Lennon later from oh Reno 911. I love Thomas <laughs> Lennon in this. I love Thomas Lennon in almost anything, but I anything, loved him yeah. in this movie. <laughs> He's so fucking good. And it's funny because like they you don't get the vibe that like they're on a date even though it's dinner and he's like all nervous like oh god my you know robbie told me not to do that and it's like they have a great dinner they even i feel like they even like both check out the waitress yeah, and they're like yeah. oh she's so hot and then afterwards at the end when he's like it's it's also paul rudd does kind of set himself up yeah. by saying like it's so nice to go out with someone i can actually talk to yeah just, you know so used to being going on with jerks so it's like that does come across as like not like a friend thing yeah <laughs> but then yeah the kiss is like i love it because it's like the hesitation from paul rudd and then like thomas Lennon like senses it but then like just goes for it even harder <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and then that leads to my favorite line from rashida jones in this whole movie <laughs> like rashida jones is great in this movie she's funny um up until this point, like I'd only seen her on Parks and Rec, so like I never heard her. The Office swear. too. Oh yeah, yeah, par- yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and but I'd never like heard her swear before, and so when she kisses him after the after the kiss, and she's like, "Your mouth tastes like an ashtray," and he's like, "Sorry, I went on. I went out to dinner with this guy, and uh, we were just talking, having a good time, and then he kissed me, and then she's just like, "What the." fuck is going on like, <laughs> yeah wait it's what? like oh you are a good a good swearer rashida jones yeah she should do it more often <laughs> i i liked her in this movie i think she's great she's like perfectly like perfectly happy i mean i enjoy her character i think she's funny i love her friends too. oh her friends are great so good and then her friend has one of my favorite lines which is the why is everything always about you and she's like because i'm single <laughs> And I was just like, you know, that is true. That is so true. <laughs> I love that. I mean, there's a million quotes in this, but oh yeah, everyone's really great. The supporting people. I have to shout out while we're here, John Favreau. Oh yeah, because such I was a dick. like, he's so good. He's such an asshole. I told you we were rolling. Would you shut up? It's supposed to be a. The minute we get in, you have to start bitching already. Told me it was a drop by. You this isn't what? a drop this by. This is not a drop by. It's a damn engagement party. What is wrong with you? Velvet on the rocks, please. You're such an asshole. Could you just shut up and. and something with sour mix in it for her? I'm sorry they didn't cater this to you and your life. He's like, all right, well, I promised her we'd be gone after appetizers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Sit the fuck down. <laughs> I mean, he's just yelling at his wife, who's like smoking hot. He's like, "Get the fuck out of the house!" <laughs> the the scene when they have the um, the 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 wedding dinner mm-hmm. um, or the rehearsal dinner, and he's t- Paul Rudd's talking to him, and John Favreau has the toothpick in his mouth, and he just like pulls it all the way into his mouth to take a drink, and then like pulls it back out all with his tongue. I was like. You're you're really cool, man. I <laughs> I wish I could do that. Literally thought like I, when we were watching this the other night, Nolan said the exact same thing. He was like, "Wow, did you see that? He put it like all the way in his mouth just for that, and then whipped it back out." And I was like, "I've seen people do that." And I'm like, "I mean, you gotta be really used to having a fucking toothpick in your mouth to be able to do that shit. It is an instant cool guy thing." Oh yeah. So a uh, funny uh, little piece of trivia that I saw, and I I was just like I. I would love to see this version just because I can't imagine it. You know who was originally selected for the role of Robbie, you know, that went to Andy Samberg? You know who was originally selected? No. Fucking John Bernthal. Really? Yeah. (laughs) 
Wow. I, I can't imagine it, and I want to see it because I love John Bernthal so much. But... I could. I think that would be incredible. <laughs> I mean, I love Andy Samberg. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. And he's great. But, like, would totally love that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would buy him and Paul Rudd as brothers, though. Yeah, like that's, him, you that's, know, that's, that's, that's a good call. I don't know if I, I'd be like, this guy is, must be from a different family or something. He's like half or like not even they're like stepbrothers or something like there would need to be something. But that's fucking crazy. I had no idea about that. And then Thomas Lennon, mm -hmm. he originally auditioned for Tevin. Oh, he would be good at that, too. That guy, though, <laughs> that, that they have great. is perfect. She's a squirter. Oh. <laughs> so gross that is so disgusting see and that's the thing is like there's so like at least from the guys that i've been friends with you included i feel like men are just so like they're so weird but they're so <laughs> low maintenance you know what i mean yeah. where it's like you could t not talk to them for like a year and then you guys just talk and it's like no big deal you know what i mean <laughs> like, oh yeah hey whatever and it's like not even like you guys would get into deep conversation. It's just like, oh, yeah, hey, how's it going? But like, no worries. A girl, it's like, why haven't you called me? What the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Men are just so like, so I, it's really got to be hard to like, or like awkward to like for them, like trying to be so proactive as a friend in this movie. I feel like yeah. Paul Rudd, like it's like sometimes that's why it's so awkward. It's because guys are normally like, it's just chill, man, whatever. Well, this this movie really should just be like, you know, a. Uh... A, a notice to to guys that like being vulnerable is is important you know like yeah it's a good thing and like i you know i've been best friends with with the same guys like since junior high and high school and like mm -hmm. love the guys to death we see each other all the time you know but there's definitely periods of time where like we'll hang out and talk and we will never end up like actually talking about anything that's going on in our lives we talk about yeah. stuff that's going on in the world or like little things but there's like the gap between vulnerability in some spots and that's a great point that, that's really that's what it hard, is that's the hard part is like you know for you to really develop meaningful friendships you know early on especially there has to be that vulnerability and paul rudd doesn't really do that until he meets uh sydney and sydney really pulls it out of him yeah because he's all about the honesty but so that's the sex <laughs> yeah that's that I, I was just gonna say that whole scene is like i think one of the biggest differentiators like between male and female friendships is that like women talk to each other about literally everything like mm -hmm. even like all the gory details of all the sex <laughs> that you've ever had with a woman every one of her friends knows all the details like that's just how it is mm -hmm. And it's like fun, you know, yeah. and you do feel like you're close because it's like kind of a personal thing. But guys, I feel like never talk about that unless they're like, oh, I got laid. Oh, nice. Cool. Like, you know what I mean? It's not as much of like or like, you know, not asking about your feelings about it or whatever. Yeah. Like women get into every little fucking thing. And so it's just <laughs> so funny that like I love that Sydney, a.k.a. I think I just have to call him Jason Siegel, yeah. but he just really is perfect to like pull that out of like Paul Rudd and try to make him slowly more comfortable because he's so like he's so sweet and he's trying so hard but like once he can finally relax it's like he's almost even funnier yeah all right yeah let's let, let's switch our, let's talk about Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel because they are everything yeah I know they really are everything 
And which reminds me, I I think I sent you the link, but do you remember that interview that they did for this movie to promote it with that oh, yeah. guy and Rotten Tomatoes interview? Just goes totally off the rails. <laughs> you can tell like Jason Siegel at least for sure is high. I don't yeah. know about Paul Rudd, but he might be. They both seem like they're high as fuck. <laughs> However, they're not like I mean, the guy, the poor guy giving the interview is just trying his best. And it's so funny because like they're just on a roll doing these weird <laughs> shit did like just totally going off the walls and he's just trying to keep it together but it's also like i'm sh- i feel like this interview ended up probably being good for him even though he didn't get any of the fucking questions <laughs> that he had answered answered yeah. you know it's so funny because yeah him and paul rudd are just all over the place <laughs> like just fucking like they're just i mean you could tell why they were so good in this movie because they just have such good chemistry anytime yeah, they, they have a whole <laughs> they have a whole like part of their interview where they start listing off movies and then they take the last word from the last movie and then name another movie and it's like yeah it's like it's almost like an improv exercise this whole fucking interview because they're like I mean, then they start talking about like, oh, look, what were, did you have any bromances growing up? And then like fucking Jason Siegel starts that thing with like. I have my same best friend since I was 12 years old. Uh, he's he's awesome and imaginary. His name is Gideon. Yeah, he's great. He rides a unicorn. <laughs> and he visits you in your dreams. <laughs> this has gone horribly awry. Yes, I actually do have the same best friend from when I was 12 years old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and his name is Noel Kidd. I, like, I like it that you're really laughing, and you now you can't, like, stop. Yeah, the joke, and then they just roll with it, and then Gideon becomes almost like another character in the interview. It's like, oh no, careful, Gideon will come back, <laughs> and it's like so fucking funny. <laughs> now you, now you're Gideon. Yeah. <laughs> Gideon. Gideon. He didn't mean it, Gideon. Gideon. Back on your horse. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm seeing dollar signs here. I think, I think we need to develop the Gideon movie. I think, I think there's, there's, there's a real. It's half in that. animated, half live action. Absolutely half CG. Uh, yeah. And it's so fucking good. And then Paul Rudd does that crazy face. That Jason Siegel said he used to do like off camera when yeah. they were doing this movie. And I just love that, like, as much fun as this movie is, it sounds like they had just as much fun filming it. You can uh, really tell. Yeah. I don't think anything was accomplished in that interview no. other than just like these guys love each other. It made me want to see the movie though again. They, they have <laughs> so much fun together. They really do. I think this movie, I like, I think they. They are the entire reason for why this movie is so good. And that's not that crazy to say it's their movie. But I'm pretty confident that, like, they are improving most of this movie. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Paul Rudd must be improving some of these weird things that he says, like, You got it, Jobin. So, what? Uh, nothing. Oh, what'd you say? I don't know. You, call, you nicknamed me Pistol, and I just called you... Jobin means nothing. I don't, I'm drunk. Just weird shit that you're like, I'm sure that this just fucking came to them. Like, it's kind of like anything with like Jonah Hill when you're like, I can just tell that guy's just fucking improving like crazy. And he's so fucking funny. It's like these two guys are just equally as funny and they're just unstoppable together. I can't get enough of them. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty confident that 
the whole slap a debase <laughs> was just like one thing that that Paul Rudd said, and then he just started saying it over and over again. Like he says it so <laughs> many times. Like he starts with, "Hey, yeah, I slapped some bass in high school," and, you know, and, the, and then like gets to him just being like, "Slap a that bass, man! I slap a that bass!" Honestly, I feel like he does that in so many movies. Like, I like one of my fa- favorite ones, and if you haven't seen the outtakes, look it up for this movie. Is the one he did with um Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I know you. And it was the one where they go stay at the cult. I forget what the fuck the movie's called, but um. And when they're like, they're going to like, it's like a free community, like hippie cult. And like, they're going to sleep with other people. And so he's like psyching himself up in the Mm -hmm. mirror and the outtakes are even more incredible, (laughs) but like they put part of it in the movie and he just starts talking to himself and he's like, you're going to take it. You're going to take that dick. You're going to take that dick. I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick. Oh yeah. I'm fixing to fuck you. I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna put my dick in. And like he just goes off. And it's so fucking I cry laugh every time I watch that. It's like Paul Rudd is just a fucking treasure. <laughs> he was just voted sexiest man alive. Because he is. He's so much sexier. I mean, he's attractive. I mean, for sure, obviously, right? He's beautiful, but he's so fucking funny. He's yeah. so charming. It's just incredible. I love him so much. I, I love the scene and he's definitely improving it but the scene where he shows um rashida jones the rush song mm-hmm. and he's just like slap it to bass she's just she's just laughing then she's like please stop just stop stop and it's like he just keeps going i just love that like the little carryover bit throughout the movie too that like every impression he does sounds like a leprechaun or like irish why do i sound irish it's like slap it to bass big time big time (laughs) it's so fucking good i just uh he's incredible I am so happy for him that he's doing like a ton of shit. And he's obviously like, I think Jason Siegel should, I mean, I know he's kind of doing his own things and like kind of different stuff, but like, I miss him in comedy. I really uh, do. I know he's kind of doing more of like serious parts and stuff, but man, he, is he fucking funny? He's so <laughs> funny. You you need to see, um, you need to watch shrinking that. Is that good? That show on a, on Apple Plus. It, I wasn't sure if it was a show or a movie. It's a show. It's awesome. It's maybe my favorite um, uh, uh, Harrison Ford performance. Really? It. I'm 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 surprised. It's high awesome. praise. It's, it's it's great. Well, I just miss him in comedies. Is is that show funny? Oh yeah, it's okay. funny, but it's also deep. It's the same guy who does Scrubs and and Ted oh. Lasso. So Jesus, that guy does every fucking show. What the he, fuck? And they're all amazing. He, How does he do it? He's a treasure. But yeah, like they, them together are just, they're just so perfect. Like they really encapsulate the, the, we like first talking and then you talk more and then you talk a lot and then you just like share all of your weirdness. Like when they're and calling like, each other about their poops and he's like, was it discolored? Yeah. <laughs> it's like gross. Where he's like recapping the set list of the show that they just went to. <laughs> It's, it's like it's a bit much <laughs> it's it's funny like it, they essentially recreate like what a lot of people's experience of like you know building friendships when you're in school or something because yeah. you see each other all the time 
but they're doing it as adults, you know, like in their thirties or whatever. It's similar to stepbrothers when like they become like, did we just become best friends and like <laughs> yep. you want to do karate in the basement and like weird stuff like that? It's like very much similar to that when you like and sometimes that would be with friends where you don't like each other at first and then you're like, oh my God, no wonder why we didn't like each other because we're so alike. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, there is that thing too. So I think it's just there's a lot of things. That's a big, I think, role for men in a lot of comedies is the man child. That's like the big thing. Yeah. Whether it's like fully like a man child, like, I mean, like maybe Step Adam. Brothers yeah, like Step Brothers, like Adam Sandler did this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole man child thing. But it's like, it's funny that Paul Rudd is like kind of that way only because he just doesn't have friends. So he's yeah. kind of like not mature in that way. But like, and then. You know, obviously, Jason Siegel is not totally mature in this movie, but he seems to have more of a shit together. But they're just a nice compliment that way. Yeah, it's it's kind of like two different different areas of you have one person who didn't have a lot of friends. And then you have a guy who does have friends, but a lot of their friends are. He doesn't have relationships are, with are, women. Are, as yeah, much. They're, they're moving on. They're having kids. And he's like, I don't want to have a relationship you know yeah. this is this is my nightmare this is like, i say that all the time too i think one. about that i'm like that would be me in any apocalypse situation this is my nightmare <laughs> i've been i've been worrying about this for fucking ever i also always love to say when i can i will see you there or i will <laughs> see you on another time <laughs> like i'm very confused uh, i don't know if you're gonna show are up you, or not. are you gonna be there <laughs> yeah yeah i'll be there <laughs> it's just great this movie is so fucking much fun another thing i didn't realize um until just watching it the other day how often people yell shut the fuck up in this movie but every time they do it is hilarious like hilarious like here when we the, when, go galaxy shut <laughs> the <laughs> fuck up and then like when they're jamming and the guy bangs on the door shut the fuck <laughs> up, up. So fucking good. There's so many of those. It's very true. And this this movie's just fucking it's hilarious, but it is actually pretty sweet. And like I it actually is. feel like the like relationships between Paul Rudd and like Rashida Jones, like I buy it. I yeah. like their relationship. It's sweet. Yeah. And I like like his relationship with Jason Siegel, as funny as it is. I do really like I love their whole like they really are perfect for each other. It's like it, it's a romance. It feels very genuine. Like it feels like they're not. Oh, we got to play people who don't have friends. Like it feels yeah. like they just are actually just becoming best friends. Yeah, exactly. In this whole thing, like, like I just buy this. They're friends in real life. I'm like, I can tell. Like I can tell that they really enjoy being around each other. It's like, I mean, as much as I love their like one scene in Knocked Up, and then in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I do love how Paul Rudd never remembers him, and he's like, <laughs> "Aren't you that guy?" from who works at kaiser permanente it's <laughs> like what <laughs> he they get that and he's like when life gives you lemons just say fuck the lemons and bail <laughs> like there's just some really good moments but it's kind of the opposite of this movie yeah whereas i feel like this movie just fits a little bit better for me well and this is one of the only movies that i can think of besides knocked up where jason siegel doesn't really play like a sad character like in a lot of movies, he kind of plays like a sad sack. Or a guy this, doesn't, yeah, who hasn't doesn't have his shit together. He's going through some shit. <laughs> yeah, but like in this one, he's like really confident. And yeah. Like when he goes to see Peter at the office, and he's like, "Oh, what's your name, Helen? That was my mother's name." She's like, "Oh, wasn't?" He's like, "I don't know." 
was it? And then just like walks away. <laughs> just walks away. It's so good. And like the fact that I mean, when you talk about confidence, I think about like why the fuck would anyone take on the Hulk? And it's yeah. like he tries to fight the Hulk. <laughs> He's like, "All right, Hulk," and it's like, "Stop calling me Hulk." <laughs> and that's just that whole sequence is so great. But yeah, he does come on really strong in this movie as like a very confident character. And you're right, that's a great point. I didn't really think about how he doesn't play that very often. Well, and he's he has, always kind of in a moment of distress when he's in other movies. But, and I think one of my favorite lines in this whole movie is when he, they're taking the dog out to, to crap and he doesn't pick up the crap. And then that first person, so he's like, hey, pick up your dog shit. And then he just turns around, you mind your own fuckhole. Yeah, just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, if you just act crazy, people will fucking leave you alone. <laughs> so good. So Ugh, good, man. This just, movie is just, I mean, I think maybe this is another thing to talk about. Yeah. But like compared to other movies from this time, this movie holds up like really, really well today. Yeah, I think this movie has aged beautifully. So this movie came out came out in 2009 and like the the mid 2000s to the 2000, 2010s. You know, there's a lot of incredible movies but there's also like a good chunk of movies that like wouldn't be made today. Like, yeah. Have some or, questionable scenes that or just like, hold up. Yeah. Or there's some stuff that, you know, people will, there's very controversial things in there. It doesn't, I don't know if it means they're a bad, bad movie or not, but like, you know, a prime example everyone says nowadays is like white chicks. Like, yes, they, no one would make that movie today or like Tropic Thunder. No one would make Although, that. Movie. But that's the thing is that, they're satirizing and they are aware of it, right? So I, it's okay. I know. I'm fully there with you. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I know just... what you mean. It's just what I get annoyed with is like, I think like Jim Jeffrey said this best was like, you can't use like, here's where we are today, right? But like yeah. when this was made, we were way back here. So you can't yeah. measure it against today's standards. You have to measure it against that. Like you can't be judging something yeah. that came out at a different time, right? I know this was only 2009, but like if you think about it, we've really come a long way. Yeah. But you know, like I'm just thinking of like the scene of like I love 40 Year Old Virgin. I think that movie still holds up really well. But I do think like nowadays, like you know, like it is just a little weird watching the you know how I know you're gay scene. Like it's funny, <laughs> yeah. but like it's also like the whole point of it is just making fun of like oh you're gay. Yeah. And it was like that old that was in a lot of movies back then. It was like oh, oh yeah. haha you're gay. And now it's like, well, that's not funny. That's not something to make a joke about. Like, it just, it hits weird when you're watching it. It's not yeah. like, oh, this movie's canceled. But like, this movie just didn't, it has a gay character. And like, there's a lot of stuff going on that could have been like, I mean, it could have been really controversial if you yeah. watched it now. But I feel like they skated the line perfectly. Yeah, th this movie, I feel like, or maybe just, ne I've never heard anyone talk about it. But like, I feel like this movie ages really great there's nothing in it that is like oh that's oh, that's weird oh, mm -hmm. oh. it's kind of like uh you know like wedding crashers like amazing funny movie the premise of it is a little weird it's just like a bunch of these guys that are just tricking women and lying to them to sleep with them but like yeah literally and then there's the whole subplot of like rachel mcadams like brother being gay and it's like this whole disappointment in the family and then he's like super into vince vaughn and like <laughs> attacks him in the night too <laughs> yeah. and you're like okay this is like weird though like it's all a joke about him being gay like that's the whole joke right yeah whereas and then again yeah that whole movie <laughs> however like i think we can all agree like it, it doesn't it's not really doing a ton of harm however it just is a little bit weird to watch nowadays yeah but yeah like this movie is 
like yeah the any any joke that they make you know i guess you could say like at the expense of one of the gay characters like they bring it back mm-hmm. like thomas lennon you know so he good. ends up being in the wedding party and like yeah he's also one of the funniest characters in the whole movie you're a whore peter <laughs> exactly and i love that it's like again it's there's no jokes of like haha you're gay or like you yeah. seem gay it's not like that it's more just like paul rudd trying to navigate the really tricky line between friendship and romance with <laughs> yeah. guys and he's like in that scene he i mean understandably he kind of sends off the wrong signals So, like, I get it. And it's not like it's on Thomas Lennon's character. It is funny later. But, like, like you said, he comes back in the wedding party. I mean, all the guys make a comeback in the wedding party, which I love. But, but yeah, his is really great. And when they're talking about Chocolat, he's like, just a beautiful film. (laughs) Then all the bride, all the bridesmaids are like, oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. And for the record, I saw Chocolat. Just delightful. It is, right? Chocolate. What the fuck is that? I have no idea. It's a beautiful movie. Have you seen that movie? You should really, you and Sarah should make a summer salad and watch it, and you would just have a delightful night. I think. I'll just, yeah, we'll watch it because yeah, I I don't think I have seen that movie, and Sarah <sighs> hasn't seen it, so we'll watch it, and then I'll just text you. It was just delightful. It is. It really is. All right. So before we wrap up. I want to know what what's your favorite scene in this movie? The whole movie is great, but like what what's the one that like sticks out to you? You go go to YouTube and rewatch. I don't know why, but and it's the same scene that I saw in like an ad on for HBO on Instagram that got me to rewatch this movie was like the first phone call that Paul Rudd makes when he's calling Jason Segel and he's like he has to leave a voicemail, which is always awkward. And he's already super awkward and uncomfortable. And he just nails it. It's so good. It goes on for like a little while. And that's what's <laughs> so great about it. Is it like, you're just like, it's like the office. Like how sometimes there would be just some scenes that you're like, I can't. Like, it's so cringeworthy. It has that vibe. But it's like, you're laughing the entire time. Because it's just so fucking good. And then at the end when he's like, fuck. <laughs> After he hangs up, he's like, I totally fucked that up. But it's just so good, like just pure improv, I'm sure. And I mean, he even gets like, he's like, what was I saying? Like he gets distracted in the middle of it. It's just perfection. You know, it's going to be a bad voicemail when he starts off and he's like, hey, Peter, this is Sydney. Or no, I, he's like, Are you, yeah. I mean, I mean, hi, Sydney. This is Peter. He goes, hey, Peter, this is Sydney Clavin. It's like, wait a minute. That just added his name to your last name. Like. I forgot about that. That's like the perfect opener. You're like, oh my God, he's off to the races. And then it just gets worse. And it's so good. It's like, I'm so shocked. The whole movie, I think, after that scene, I'm just, I'm so shocked that Sydney called him back. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, this guy's a psychotic person. <laughs> or he's like super into me, right? I don't know. Oh, it's great. That's that's even funnier nowadays just because no one makes phone calls. It's so even like, worse. Yeah. Just the idea of, of yeah, being vulnerable, calling to ask someone out on a mandate, and like uh, I have to actually call you, not text you. Oh God. <laughs> yep, I know it's true. That's just I. I think that it's like a perfect representation of the movie. So, what's what's your favorite? So, and I think this is where they. This is where the actual movie starts. It's it's the open house when when Sydney yep. and Paul meet. 
Yep. Like up until then, like they're establishing some of the side characters. They're establishing Paul Rudd's, you know, lack of friends and all that. All of his that. bad dates, if you will. Yeah. And um, and then this one, then they meet at this open house and it's just it's hysterical. Like <laughs> and then he's given him the play by play. I thought you'd also love this because I remember in, like you went through that whole phase where you're like obsessed with body language and you're like, yeah. oh, you could really read it all. And like that's like one of like the main characteristics of Jason Siegel's character in this movie. So he's like giving him the play by play on that couple that's like walking through and he's like, oh, yeah, they haven't had sex. Well, he's clearly holding in a fart. And it's like he does appear to be clenching. <laughs> it's so good. And at the end, he's like. Paul Rudd's like, that was like a play-by-play. <laughs> That's a fart, motherfucker. Oh my God. That's a fucking fart. Oh, my God. Look at him crop dusting across your open house. It's a disgrace. He farted in my open house. He sure did. You know what, guy? I like it, but I'm thinking it might be a little bit small. Totally, and it smells like fart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good. Oh, uh, it's it's great. It's just like in one scene, we've learned everything about Sydney, everything that we've been learning about about Peter. And then in one scene, we learn everything about Sydney. Like when he's, yeah. he's like, just, you know, I have no intention of buying this house. I like to go to open houses for the, you know, the free food and also to find attractive uh, divorcees. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's just perfect. And it's like you're as like charmed by him as paul rudd is you yeah. know you're like i would be just as awkward calling him the next day because like that was so great yeah <laughs> you know they're just uh they're so cute together and like they're so much they're so funny and they play off each other in all these different characters throughout these other movies that they've done and throughout their careers i just want them to keep doing it i want yeah. uh, let's get like a 20 year later sequel for i love you man right like, where are these I'm, guys at now i am there for it is that it would for be their kids being friends <laughs> i don't know just saying <laughs> Uh, that'd be great oh, Renee great movie and I love you man I love you bro <laughs> oh, such a fun time revisiting that beauty I'm mm -hmm. probably going to watch it three more times this year now me too i'm gonna i've already watched a couple of of the other ones i just watched tropic thunder again because i was like i need to go through these bromance buddy movies they're all a good time but i think i think this year i need to finally watch shock a lot yes maybe we'll have an episode out of it i don't know it is pretty delightful uh, we'll see but next week we are watching a movie that uh, is now available on Peacock. And we kind of meant to do this episode uh, earlier this year. And then uh, Megan came out and blew our minds. And we just kind of shifted gears real quick. So next week, we're coming back to M. Night Shyamalan. We're watching Knock at the Cabin. And then we'll probably just end up talking a lot about all of his movies. There's a lot to talk about. And, you know, they also have The Village streaming on Peacock, and that shit still slaps. I'm telling you. I might have to watch The Village before we, we talk about that, because I don't have good memories of The Village, and you've been saying it's something special. It's always been one of my favorites of his. I don't know why. I love Signs as well. I mean, I love a lot of them, but I just think... It, it maybe it gets a bad rep at the time because everyone was so focused on his twist endings but like if you just accept it for what it is and don't try and fit it into like what his other movies were it's really good 
It's fascinating. And also, as always, you're always guaranteed great filmmaking. And that's mm. just, you know, that's in short supply nowadays, so. Oh, that's a hot take. Great filmmaking in short supply? I don't know. What what movies are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying M. Night Shyamalan is a fucking legend. He is. But in the meantime, if you're watching Yellow Jackets, check us out on YouTube. We're covering all the episodes. And this season so far is off to a good start. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> uh, but have a great week, and we will see you next week on the regular exclusive podcast. Latest on the Menjay. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're out here. <laughs> <laughs>